listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Ventura, and I'm joined in the studio by Kayla Walton, Trisha Casson, and Joel Yarmish. And we want to start with some prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus Christ, be present now, and let your Holy Spirit bow all hearts and love and truth today to hear your words and keep your way. Lord, help us to witness to the joy of your resurrection. Help us to understand that your plan for our lives is to always be fully alive in your love. And we ask this all through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Thank you so much, Father Ventura. Um, it, we actually were just talking about what we we wanted to talk about with our show today. And really, it, what we're going to cover is the joy and the hope of the resurrection, the joy and the hope of Easter. And um, all of our students attend Mass every Friday. And so one Friday, our one of our students came to me and he said, Miss Walton, I don't think that this petition is right. And I said, well, what do you mean, EUL? And he said, well, Miss Walton, it says that, you know, during this Easter season that we um, have the joy and the hope of the resurrection. And this was a few weeks after Easter. And I looked at him and I said, EUL, did you know that the Easter is 50 days long in the Catholic Church? And he his eyes got huge. And he said, so you mean Easter goes until like June? And I said, <laughs> it does. And, um, and so it really just called to mind, you know, that even a week after, even two weeks after, even three weeks after Easter, we can still like find the joy and the hope and the resurrection and not just those 50 days, but even after that, continuing through the rest of the year. So for 50 days, we can still say happy Easter. Oh, of course. That's of what course. I do all the time. Like, we can I, still celebrate. I mean, we still I've, have lilies. Kind of associated with that story. Sometimes I stay after mass in the um, in the gathering space of the narthex of St. Peter and I'm talking to people and I say happy Easter and someone looked and was like, Easter was four or five weeks ago. Well, yeah, but it's still the Easter season. Yep. I mean, we're still waiting in joyful hope. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. we, we fast for 40 days and then we celebrate for 50. Exactly. I mean, we're, yep. we're, we're Catholic. We know how to celebrate. Mm-hmm. We kind of wait a little bit and then we just like break out all the fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, right. a Catholic party is a great party. And if you think about it, every Sunday is a little Easter. I mean, every Sunday is uh, a celebration or remembrance of of the Easter Sunday. It's the mm-hmm. celebration of the resurrection every week. So it's one, it's a wonderful time to be alive. I think to be, uh, to be joyful in the Lord with the Easter mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, with the resurrection, sometimes it's kind of hard to believe. I don't know about oh. you guys. I mean, sometimes you're, you're in the grind of life and to say that the Lord is risen and mm-hmm. it affects me. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it might be hard to accept that. You know, we just kind of see the the junk that's in front of us, and we're like, well, if the Lord's risen, how does that affect me? You know, Father, I think you sound like Thomas. Tom, doubting? <laughs> no, well, well in, a good, in a beautiful way. You know, the yeah. priest that I, where I went to Mass on Easter Sunday, um, his homily, he talked about, it was really a beautiful homily, Father Dennis Kagozi at St. John the 23rd in Canal Winchester. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about each character of Easter, of the mm-hmm. resurrection. So he talked about Mary Magdalene and you know, kind of welcomed us into what must Mary Magdalene had been thinking. He talked to us about Thomas. He talked to us about um, Mary, the mother of God, about St. John, about St. Peter. And which character are we in the resurrection? 
mm-hmm. and really challenge the church. You know, it doesn't matter like where we are right now because God loves us just where we are and we are encouraged and supported in the Easter story just where we are. So are we in a place where we're doubting? Are we in a place where we haven't left the sight of Jesus and we are so close to him? You know, mm-hmm. what place mm-hmm. are we at in the Easter story and how can that um, how can Christ's resurrection, you know, restore our place and bring him even closer? Yeah. And I think that along with that, you know, as Trisha was talking, I'm starting to tear up because I remember, you know, a friend telling me what a blessing it is that we were born after the resurrection, you know, and just yeah. um, it, Holy Saturday is actually one of my most favorite days of the entire year mm-hmm. to really just enter into that silence and in in a way enter into that heartache that the apostles must have felt, you know, and and then to reflect on what a gift it is that we know that the resurrection is coming, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and it brings tears to my eyes to just think what a gift we have just in that simple knowledge, not and, even... But mm-hmm. the yeah. reality of where we are today is, Kayla, we are blessed by that knowledge. But there, even yeah. though we live after the resurrection, there are millions of people who don't know that, right, right. who haven't heard about the resurrected Jesus, who haven't felt that like, oh, I might be living my Holy Week now, but there is going to be a resurrection. Mm-hmm. There are so many people in the world stuck in Holy Week. Or they think they've already heard the message of the resurrection. I mean, that's the whole point of you know that term, the new evangelization. It's people who think they already know Jesus Christ and have already kind of put him in a nice box and set them aside. But aren't we those people sometimes? Yeah, we are. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah, it's so funny because the part that sticks out for me from you know the Easter readings was, uh, was that they were all running to the tomb, but mm-hmm. some people ran faster than the others. And, mm-hmm. and so some people got there first. And, and it's just like, yeah, that's, that's funny. That's a, that's a great analogy. Yeah, great, like where are we great, in the race? D- exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's such yeah. A, a fun explore, uh, I guess. Yeah, so you really think I'm Thomas? I think you could be Thomas, Father. Okay, I mean, we're all Thomas in a sense, but like, where are you doubting the Lord's providence in your life? So maybe we should play a game. No, I'm kidding. No, no, we're not going to play a game and guess what Father is doubting no. right now. <laughs> no, and I think, you know, Father, maybe you could, if you could go back to what you were saying about the new evangelization, mm-hmm. just to kind of clarify that the new evangelization is not putting Jesus in a box. In, right. So it's right. it's reaching out to people who think they already know Jesus Christ and say, no, encounter him. Yeah. They, a lot of times, and us, when I say they, I mean, we can sometimes think, oh, Jesus is just a bunch of facts. Mm. You know, he's a guy who lived over 2,000 years ago. He did this and that, did miracles. Okay, that's a nice dandy thing. He's a historical figure. Exactly. Yeah. And just somebody ossified in the past. Ossified. That's yeah. True. You get the word oh, of the show. I like, I see, I yeah, like that I like word. That. Some, is it even a word, though? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> Definition, please. And it, making bone, making hardened stuff like that's what it kind of means. Just kind of make it into stone. Mm-hmm. Um. But when we actually realize what our faith says, our faith says that we encounter Jesus Christ even in our daily lives, mm-hmm. that he, his spirit, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. encounters us and revivifies us, brings us to a closer relationship with him. With the person of Jesus Christ. With the person like, of Jesus Christ. He is Christ. a living person. He is yeah. not a historical figure. Our faith is not a what. Mm-hmm. It's in a who. Right, because you fall into the trap when you think that uh, you know that Jesus is a what you th- you think you have reached a finish line because you you know what he is you know mm-hmm. what he did and then you say okay I'm good I'm done that's it but when you realize there's you know there's more there's more to 
coming to church every Sunday and exploring exactly who he is and and getting a close personal relationship with him. There's there's no finish line. You right. can always get more. And I I'll mean, be the first to say I fall into that trap all the time of yeah. seeing Jesus as like, um, yeah, just not a person who's with me. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was just going to say distant. Yeah. Yep. Something over there. And, you know. An analogy. Yeah, an analogy to this is that when we stop seeking the Lord, what do we call something that stops growing? Stale, dead, stale or dead. I mean, if it doesn't grow anymore, if it doesn't change, if it mm-hmm. doesn't constantly keep moving, we say, "All right, it's kind of at the end of its time. It's either never, it was never alive, or it is no longer living." Mm-hmm. So, for our faith, our faith needs to be alive needs to be constantly growing. So what you're listening to is Alive for More on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820. My name is Father Nick Ventura, and you're listening to Kayla Walton, Trisha Casson, and Joel Yarmish. And right now we're talking about the Easter joy, and you can tune in anytime, Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or online, on demand at stgabrielradio.com. I think we should talk about why is Easter so joyful. Okay. So what happens... Why is Easter so joyful, Trisha? (laughs) Well, (laughs) let's talk about it. Um, what happened? I mean, I think Easter is so joyful for so many reasons that I couldn't even begin, mm-hmm. nor do I know how to explain. Okay. It, but, but nonetheless, let's, let's talk about why Easter is <laughs> joyful for me. Um, what happened before Easter? It was Lent for 40 days. Yeah, but in Jesus' life, right? So, were, like, it was his, his passion yeah, and his, his crucifixion <laughs> yeah, they had, they had Lent thinking. in Jesus' time. <laughs> but it wasn't just, like, any death. It was, like, a tortured death. It was, right, like, right. an intense... Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane sad. He was sweating and like a very blood. public death. Like, it wasn't just... He was betrayed was, by his friends. He yep. was humiliated. He was, yep. I mean, beaten in a way we can't even understand. Mm-hmm. And so he had this, like very passionate death this horrible death and he carried his cross and what happens to all of us in our daily lives we have things in our life that are heavy that are passionate that like wear us down that make us sad in the garden of Gethsemane and we all that's like the human condition right Mm -hmm. but I think what makes Easter so joyful is because what did Christ do with all of that what did Christ do with death what did Christ do with his um, sadness in the garden what did Christ do with his like uh, being humiliated by his friends, being abandoned by his friends, mm-hmm. he rose from the dead and he mm-hmm. rewelcomed them, right? And mm-hmm. and yeah, so I just think that's why Easter's joyful because whatever's going on in our lives, like if Christ can defeat death, Christ can defeat a drug addiction, Christ can defeat a broken relationship, Christ can defeat you know financial burden, Christ mm-hmm. can defeat whatever in our life feels so heavy and suffocating and that's why it's joyful yeah and and the thing about his death on the cross is at least the way that i've heard it um is that he didn't he wasn't just carrying his pain he was carrying our pain so every time we go to church on sunday and every time we have these pain and the suffering on on we can offer it to jesus on the cross and he he welcomes it he takes it with open arms and and he died for all of us and, and all for for all our struggles. And you guys yeah. are talking about pain. There's this beautiful reading that a uh, an ancient author had talked about Christ's suffering and death. Is that the Lord wanted a chariot to charge into battle against death? The Lord wanted a chariot so that his this the pain and suffering that he endured in his body was the means where he destroyed death. Was the vehicle where he was able to go into battle against sin and death, destroy it, and bring us back to fullness of life. Yeah, and Father, you added something there too that I think is really important to remember is that he didn't just defeat death, but he defeated sin and death. And so if you think about 
his his life the last 72 hours before the crucifixion everything that happened to him he physically took on the sins of others like all of the scourgings those that was a sin all of it like the sadness that he felt that was a sin because the betrayal you know the weight of the cross the ridicule of the people the the spitting everything like he physically took on those sins and then when he resurrected you know that he defeated that those sins and then with all of the sins that took place in time, you know, and, mm. and it's amazing to think about that way because oftentimes we say, well, we, he conquered sin and death, but we don't really think about, no, really, he took on physical sins that people committed during that time. Father, do you think, I mean, I know it's all speculation, but mm. in Christ's heart, we don't, we can't even fathom or comprehend the depth of Jesus's heart. And so I think that's why this question even seems crazy, but was he thinking of me? in that present time. Yes. I mean, we can say because he is God, he can think of us specifically. He's outside of time. Mm-hmm. He's outside I mean, now in the person of Jesus, he right, was right, inside right, right. of time. So was Christ inside of time at his crucifixion still um aware of me and you and I mean, in his divinity, yes. When, yeah. when we talk about mm-hmm. like his human nature, yeah, that the mystery of the interaction between his human nature and divine nature are always mm-hmm. it's always kind of fun talking when, when about we it. Make, <laughs> when we make acts of reparation to the mm-hmm. Sacred Heart of Jesus, so what that means is when we fast from something or do a good deed, and we offer it up with the intention of "I want to console the suffering heart of Jesus," mm-hmm. um, was. Do those graces of consolation, were those at the time of the cross or are those like his suffering heart for like every, all of our souls when we suffer? Um, Do we the, know? The, personally, n- no. But if I had to guess, it is, I mean, because we can say for sure Christ in heaven no longer suffers. Yeah. Like Christ in his glory at the right hand of the Father no longer suffers. So we can't say that Christ is constantly suffering now. Yeah. But we can say at the moment of the cross, every suffering that we endure is united to that moment, yeah. is brought to that moment, is you know remembered at that moment. So that's why at the Mass, we can say we are present at the cross, because the graces allow us to unite all of our lives to the Sacred Heart of Christ. So, okay, Father, forgive me for... Sorry. I know no, no. We're, no, you're fine. This I think has become we're, a Q&A yeah. with Father. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. Right. You didn't know you were getting yourself into this. No, it's and all I right. Think, you know, I think that we're like kind of not necessarily like veering off the joy and the hope of the resurrection. Yeah. But, I mean, I do have a question. Yeah. I think that that even though Christ physically doesn't suffer anymore, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's not like he dies every time yeah. um, with, a, with a sacrifice of the Mass, but... You know, I I still think that there might be an element of suffering, like when he sees us suffering and when... I mean, but this is that's kind of thinking of it about... like when Christ being like in time like oh, us. Gotcha. Okay. So like he's in at the right hand of his, of his father, he's outside of time. Okay. So that, that being there, he's no longer suffering. Mm-hmm. But then this is the whole mystery of how God enters our reality. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the kind of the mystery there. Like yeah. not mystery in the sense of we can't know, but it's just, it's a fathomless mm-hmm. like exploration and mine that we're going to constantly find diamonds and all sorts of ore to kind of help yeah. um, help us become more in love with Jesus Christ. Right. And I think that, you know, just to kind of 
focus back on, you know, the joy of the resurrection and being alive. You are listening to Alive for More on St. Yes. Gabriel Radio. <laughs> um, you can listen to us Thursdays at noon or Sundays at 3 or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. And we're talking about the joy of the resurrection. And I think something else that we really need to keep in mind is what, um, forgive me, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was St. Paul who said, you know, without the resurrection, um, your faith is in vain. Yes. You know, and it. okay, it was St. Paul. Yes. And so really just thinking about that, like if, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, our faith is nothing but, um, a, well, a lot of really not great things. Right. Um, because like that's everything, everything was leading up to the resurrection. And so I think as, um, as a Catholic people, as an Easter people, not just those 50 days, but 365 days a year, we have to remember the hope of the resurrection and not just the hope but the truth and and accept that truth because that is like the heart of our faith you know like the heart of our faith there was a there's a great presentation talking about like we can prove with more certainty that jesus rose from the dead than some other like historical facts like things about like people even from 200 300 years ago we don't know about but we have more certainty just from historical proof, historical fact about the resurrection than we do say about how tall Napoleon Bonaparte was. Mm. I mean, I don't know why I thought of that, but it's just like that's really funny. Someone, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but he was someone from like maybe 200, 300 years ago. But, you know, just the certainty that if we just look at it objectively, the facts that we see from this kind of point to saying, okay, the resurrection has something to it. Even if you're mm. just looking at it without the eyes of faith. There is a amount of certainty one can say something happened here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. think about it. If something did happen and we believe that it did, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The resurrection changes everything, and there's no way we can get around that. I mean, it it proves the divinity of Jesus Christ. Like it shows us that there's more to this life. And I, I you know, mm-hmm. boy. I mean, it's. An, I almost want to think of it as like an invitation, like. If someone's if someone wanted to come up to you and say, "Hey, someone rose from the dead," mm-hmm. wouldn't you be like, "Well, people still are like, raising from the dead through, yeah. through the works of yeah. Jesus Christ." Yeah, I mean, just like wouldn't we want to like know more? Like, if something mm-hmm. isn't true, it would fall apart. Mm-hmm. After two thousand years, it still hasn't fallen apart. It still hasn't crumbled. Yeah, and the thing that always you know that always like sticks in my mind is that these twelve or yeah, 12 apostles at this point, I guess, 13 with Matthias, um, they were like willing to suffer unimaginable death mm-hmm. or, and if it was some sort of a hoax or some sort of a, a, a non true thing that they were trying to spread, I mean, who would do that? Who would, who would suffer all those torments just to, to keep up a lie going? So that's, that's the part that always just like puts it over the edge for me. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, something that might be good for us to talk about is just, you know, what are some ways that we have found that it's um, that we can live out the joy of the resurrection and, and the truth of the resurrection in our own lives, even after those 50 days? Because I know that at the Easter vigil, I am like so on fire for the truth of the resurrection. And I'll be honest, like after, you know, a couple of weeks, um, a couple of months, it can be hard to remember like the joy of that resurrection. So do you have any ways that you all recommend keeping that joy and hope of Easter alive throughout the year? Yeah, I think uh, I think one of the main the main things that I try and do and that I find myself slipping away from is just remembering the importance of mass every single Sunday mm-hmm. is just to to prepare myself for it is to not just, you know, if I go to 430 mass, don't start, you know, 
thinking about mass at 429 when I'm walking in the door. Take that time, take a half hour, take the time before mass to to really prepare myself for the miracle that I'm about to take part in because that's what that's what mass is. Every every Sunday mass is a miracle. It gets harder cuz obviously I have a daughter who's around the age where she can't sit still for 5 minutes let alone <laughs> Six, five seconds yeah yeah so so it, it gets tough and it's it's been a, a struggle um but i think that when you t- when you um storm into mass you know as, as the miracle that it is it's it's a lot easier to to keep that easter spark alive joel there's a funny story i'd like to share with you when you're raising your daughter especially as as you get closer to like bathroom training and stuff like that just tell her bathrooms don't exist in churches like there's no bathrooms. Oh, well, so, you know, so you should a, lie to your great, children. No, 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 no. When they say, "Can I go to the bathroom?" Oh, well, they don't work here. Well, so I, we need to wait till we go but home. Well, I hate they to do tell work you, there. I hate to tell How's you. How's that Father not Nick. a lie? Uh, well, but the thing is, is to prevent because they're always going to go. Anything to do with these? Well, Thomas, 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 yeah. Thomas, Thomas. Wait, <laughs> how is I, this about Thomas? You know that that's a great idea, but she doesn't really take no for an answer at this, at this stage of her life. There's probably so, a reason God called you to the priesthood. Bunch of puddles around your ma- your church. If, Why we're on jokes no though? Bathroom. I've got a good joke, but I got to get Father Dennis to go see all the credit. Oh, okay. Sure. Shout out to Father Dennis. Yeah, shout out Father <laughs> so, Dennis. I loved this joke. So the guy who, um, so I don't know if we rec- we realize this, but like Jesus's tomb, where he where they laid him after he died, was actually somebody else's tomb. Mm-hmm. So Joseph of Arimathea, correct. Um, so he he made that tomb for himself, and I, it's a lot of work, I guess, to mm-hmm. dig out a tomb and to. Um, get like a slab and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And somebody went up to Joseph, St. Joseph Arimathea and said, like, how generous of you to like give your tomb to this man. Like, I can't believe your generosity. And St. Joseph Arimathea looked at him and said, oh, I knew all along he was just renting it for three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was funny? just renting. Yeah. Just renting. He has the best jokes. He does have the fight. best jokes. And then he has the yeah. best smile when he laughs about them. So other so practical joyful. stuff to keep yes. the joy. We're, we have the joy of the Easter here. I think right. for me is just always trying to keep in mind of showing people that happiness. Like this is supposed to be a celebration. You know, mm-hmm. when people say, oh. Well, we we're we're just you know it's just another thing. It's like no, this is mm-hmm. we can party for fifty days. If we have another Easter party. Yeah. Great, encourage that. Um, I don't know. I yeah. I mean, I'm a, like a super super visual person. Um, mm-hmm. and something that really helps me is um Easter lilies. Like I know I know that sounds crazy, but every time I get lilies, um, in my office or in I like we have um an Easter lily from. Actually, it was my grandmother's funeral, mm-hmm. and we planted it outside, and it comes back every year, mm-hmm. and it's been a few years now. And so just even seeing that lily in the middle of July, I'm like, oh, my gosh, Jesus mm-hmm. is really... You know, I love I'm, the Easter lilies, too, yeah. but my allergies hate it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, well, anyways, thank you, Father. Okay, we can get you a picture of lilies, oh. but just even something simple like setting the background on your phone as an Easter lily or yeah. setting the background on your computer or just something that's like... Like that visual reminder of, you know, obviously Easter is not all about lilies, but yeah. it will bring back like the joy and the hope of seeing the church during the Easter season with all of that. I know and, as a priest for me, I I always try to make sure there's more singing during mass mm-hmm. during the Easter season. That, I mean, music always helps me mm-hmm. kind of get so into the mode. you're an auditory learner. I am. <laughs> See, there you go. I think, yeah, I think the, the church I go to has an alleluia, at least three or four alleluias in every single song that they pick. Mm-hmm. So. For, for all of Easter, so that's that's funny. I mean, saying uh, we, we don't say Alleluia for 40 days, and then we can't say enough of it for 50. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think something that can that helps me maybe 
um, remember the Easter season and remember Christ's resurrection when it's not, you know, the Easter vigil. Um, is a lot of times when we're, you know, in the midst of our Holy Week or in the midst of carrying our cross, we do feel separated from the reality of the resurrection. And that's just part of the cross mm-hmm. is this separation you feel and sometimes this loneliness in carrying your cross. And I think that what can get us through that Holy Week, what can get us through that Good Friday of that heavy cross, no matter how many days or years it is, is to remember another time in your life where you felt the heaviness of the cross and to look and to see how Christ worked in that cross and to see the resurrection in that hardship and to know and to rest assured that even though you're in the midst of it now, there will be, you know, in 10 years, you'll look back and you'll say, oh, and this is where the resurrection was. Mm -hmm. Because of this cross, I was able to, you know, encounter this person mm-hmm. or have the grace to be able to understand this situation more mm-hmm. or be able to recognize the beauty in this person, whereas before I couldn't. Um, and so to remember and to and to give Christ credit for the times in his life when he did bring you through something mm-hmm. that seemed unbearable. And then in those times when we can't see the resurrection, we can just remember it. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? No, it does, yeah, because no, it you're, you're kind of hitting on the thing is when we're in the midst of suffering, it awakens within us a desire to be free, mm-hmm. to be loved. We we look at our suffering and say, this doesn't have to be. I mean, what is the definition of suffering? We recognize that this is an injustice. This shouldn't be happening. So instead of just focusing on this shouldn't be happening, rather looking at, OK, it is possible mm-hmm. that I do not have to suffer. Yeah. And looking forward to that, like, what is this desire? This desire won't be unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, it is, I mean, that it's kind of a thought from uh, just a lot of different movements in the church of encountering Christ in reality, in the midst of our sufferings. Yeah. And just two more like super practical things that you can do. One is I'm um, looking up the liturgy of the hours for Easter season. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like apps for your phone and, and just all of the antiphons for the Easter season can just be like such sources of joy, not just during the Easter season, but during um, the entire year. And then the other one is, um, this is a, this is for Father Ventura because okay. he's an auditory learner. Uh-huh. There are so many good songs, oh, um, yeah. not not just liturgical hymns, which I think are absolutely beautiful, but like um, Carrie Job has a song forever mm-hmm. and Matt Marr has a song because he lives and just all these songs that have like the Easter theme. So I actually have an Easter playlist and sometimes like, <laughs> seriously, when I need to be reminded of like the joy Send of the resurrection, yeah. yeah, when I need to be reminded of the joy of the resurrection, I'll uh, listen to it and it's it just makes you know, like kind of calls me back to that hope. Um, And, you know, that hope ultimately will call us into a deep relationship with our Lord through prayer. So unfortunately, that is all the time that we have today. But um, let's close in prayer. Trisha? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, Dear Jesus, we just thank you for the great gift of your passion and death and resurrection. We thank you for loving us all so individually and... um, unrelenting and we offer all of our sacrifices all of our crosses to your most sacred heart and reparation for any suffering you may have endured all glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning beginning, is now now, and ever shall be world without end amen other son the holy spirit amen until next time god bless you alive for more is a production of listener supported saint gabriel catholic radio am 820 Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com.